welcome to the podcast all about music where we will provide the best offerings about the world of music around the world this 127th episode we will enter the best of album segment where we will discuss one of the best albums owned by a famous usa band they are the beach boys the album is pet sounds where this album scored hit singles that were popular in the international music scene such as the song Back in the Wouldn't It Be Nice, You Still Believe in Me, That's Not Me, etc. Next, we will explain more about Pet Sounds album. Stay tuned with us in this episode. Pet Sounds is the 11th studio album by the American rock band The Beach Boys released May 16, 1966 on Capitol Records. It initially met with a lukewarm critical and commercial response in the United States peaking at number 10 on Billboard Top LP's chart, lower than the band's preceding albums. In the United Kingdom, the album was favorably received by critics and peaked at number 2 in the UK Top 40 Albums chart, remaining among the top 10 positions for 6 months. Promoted there's the most progressive pop album ever, Pet Sounds attracted recognition for its ambitious recording and sophisticated music. It is considered to be among the most influential albums in music history. The album was produced, arranged, and almost entirely composed by Brian Wilson with guest lyricist Tony Asher. It was recorded largely between January and April 1966, a year after Wilson quit touring with his bandmates. His goal was to create the greatest rock album ever made, a cohesive work with no filler tracks. It is sometimes considered a Wilson solo album and a refinement of the themes and ideas he introduced with the Beach Boys today, 1965. Lead single, Caroline, No, was issued as his official solo debut. It was followed by two singles credited to the group, Sloop John B. and Wouldn't It Be Nice Backed With God Only Knows. Wilson's wall of sound-based orchestrations mixed conventional rock setups with elaborate layers of vocal harmonies found sounds and instruments never before associated with rock, such as bicycle bells, French horn, flutes, electro-theremin, string sections, and beverage cans. The album consists mainly of introspective songs like I Know There's an Answer, a critique of LSD users, and I just wasn't made for these times, the first use of a theremin-like instrument on a rock record. Its unprecedented total production cost exceeded $70,000, equivalent to $550,000 in 2019. In October, the leftover song Good Vibrations followed as a single and became a worldwide hit. In 1997, but making a version of Pet Sounds was overseen by Wilson and released as the Pet Sounds sessions containing the album's first true stereo mix. Pet Sounds is regarded by musicologists as an early concept album that advanced the field of music production, introducing non-standard harmonies and timbers and incorporating elements of pop jazz, exotica, classical, and the avant-garde. The album could not be replicated live and was the first time a group departed from the usual small ensemble electric rock band format for a whole LP. Combined with its innovative music, which was perceived as a wholly self-conscious artistic statement, or concept, 
the record furthered the cultural legitimization of popular music and was crucial to the development of psychedelic music and progressive art rock. In 2003 and 2012, Rolling Stone ranked Pet Sounds second on its list of the greatest albums of all time. In 2004, it was preserved in the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It has been certified platinum by the RIAA, indicating over 1 million units old. The July 1964 release of the Beach Boys' sixth album All Summer Long marked an end to the group's beach-themed period. From then, their recorded material took a significantly different stylistic and lyrical path, while on a December 23rd flight from Los Angeles to Houston, Brian Wilson suffered a panic attack only hours after performing with the group on the musical variety series Shindig. The 22-year-old Wilson had already skipped several concert tours by then. But the airplane episode proved devastating to his psyche. To focus his efforts on writing and recording, Wilson resigned from live performances for an indefinite period of time. The rest of the group Brian's brothers Carl and Dennis, their cousin Mike Love, and their friend Al Jardine continued to tour without Wilson, who was replaced on the road by Bruce Johnston of Bruce and Terry. Wilson immediately showcased great advances in his musical development with the 1965 albums The Beach Boys Today and Summer Days and Summer Nights, released in March today signaled a departure from the Beach Boys' previous records with its orchestral approach, intimate subject matter, and abandonment of themes related to surfing, cars, or superficial expressions of love. Wilson also directed his new lyrical approach toward the autobiographical, with his songs written from the perspective of vulnerable, neurotic, and insecure narrators. Summer Days followed three months later and represented a bridge between Wilson's progressive musical conceptions and the group's traditional pre-1965 approach. In April, after consuming a full dose of LSD, Wilson had what he considered to be a very religious experience and claimed to have seen God. A week after his first LSD trip, he began suffering from auditory hallucinations and for the remainder of the year experienced considerable paranoia. In addition to worsening his mental state, Wilson's progressive drug habits exacerbated the strain on his recent marriage to 18-year-old singer Marilyn Rovell. He believed that LSD influenced the writing of Pet Sounds because it brought out some of the insecurities in me, which I think went into the music. Wilson also attributed his greater sense of creative freedom to his use of marijuana. On July 12th, Wilson recorded a backing track for Sloop John B. But after laying down a rough lead vocal, he set the song aside for some time, concentrating on the recording of what became their next LP, the informal studio jam Beach Boys Party. In response to their record company Capital's request for a Beach Boys album for the Christmas 1965 market, in October, Wilson and his wife moved from a rented apartment in West Hollywood to a home on Laurel Way in Beverly Hills, where he said he spent the preceding months contemplating the new direction of the group. He devoted the last three months of 1965 to polishing the vocals of Sloop John B. and recording six new original compositions. The Little Girl I Once Knew, 
released as a standalone single in November, was the last original Beach Boys song issued before any Pet Sounds tracks. In December, Capital issued the party track Barbara Ann as a single without the group's knowledge or approval. Brian expressed to reporters that the song was not a produced record and should not be considered indicative of the group's upcoming music. From January 7th to 29, the rest of the band went away on a concert tour of Japan and Hawaii. While at a recording studio in Los Angeles in 1965, Wilson met Tony Asher, a 26-year-old lyricist and copywriter working in jingles for an advertising agency. The two exchanged ideas for songs and soon after, Wilson heard of Asher's writing abilities from mutual friend Lawrence Schwartz. In December, Wilson contacted Asher about a possible lyric collaboration, wanting to do something completely different with someone he had never written with before. Asher accepted the offer, and within 10 days, they were writing together. Wilson played some of the music he had recently recorded and gave a cassette to Asher containing the backing track to a piece called In My Childhood. The result of Asher's tryout was You Still Believe in Me, and the success of the piece convinced Wilson that Asher was the wordsmith he had been looking for. Asked why he felt Asher was the right collaborator, Wilson responded that he thought he was a cool person and was impressed that Asher had known Schwartz, a very brainy guy. A real verbal type person. Wilson and Asher rode together over a two to three week period at Wilson's home, likely between January and February 1966. A typical writing session started either with Wilson playing a melody or chord patterns that he was working on by discussing a recent record that Wilson liked the feel of, or by discussing a subject that Wilson had always wanted to write a song about. They referred to their rough musical sketches as feels per the vernacular of the time. The lyrics to their songs were finished before the recording of any backing tracks except for You Still Believe in Me, and recording started as soon as the compositions were written. Asher maintained that he served mainly as a source of second opinion for Wilson as he worked out possible melodies and chord progressions, although the two did trade ideas as the songs evolved. Contrary to the popular conception that Wilson composed all of the music to Pet Sounds, Asher claimed significant musical contributions to I Just Wasn't Made For These Times, Caroline, No. And That's Not Me. On his role as co-lyricist, he said, the general tenor of the lyrics was always his and the actual choice of words was usually mine. I was really just his interpreter. He said that he conceived the title and subject matter of three of their eight songs. In Maryland's recollection, Brian worked on Pet Sound virtually non-stop, and that when he was home, he was either at the piano, arranging, or eating. Wilson wrote two more songs with other collaborators. I Know There's an Answer, which predated the collaboration with Asher, was co-written by Wilson with the Beach Boys Road manager Terry Sachin. In 1994, Mike Love was awarded co-writing credits on Wouldn't It Be Nice and I Know There's an Answer, but with the exception of his co-credit on I'm Waiting for the Day. His songwriting contributions are thought to have been minimal. After their songs were completed, Asher visited a few of the recording sessions, most of which were string over updates. In later years, he reflected on his interactions with Wilson and his bandmates as an embarrassing experience. 
He remembered that Wilson exhibit this awful taste. His choice of movies, say, was invariably terrible. Every four hours we'd spend writing songs there'd be about 48 hours of these dopey conversations about some dumb book about mysticism he'd just read. Or else he'd just go on and on about girls. With the exception of three tracks Pet Sounds was recorded from January 18th to April 13th 1966 and spanned 27 session dates. Instrumental sessions were conducted at Western Studio 3 of United Western Recorders, except for a few tracks that were recorded at Gold Star Studios and Sunset Sound Recorders. Wilson produced the sessions with his usual engineer, Western's Chuck Brits. Although Phil Spector created all of his recordings at Gold Star, Wilson preferred working at Western for the studio's privacy and for the presence of Brits. For the backing tracks, Wilson used an ensemble that included the classically trained session musicians frequently employed on Spectre's records, a group later nicknamed the Wrecking Crew. Wilson had been employing the services of session musicians due to the increasingly complex nature of his arrangements and because his bandmates were often away playing concerts. Carl, who had occasionally played guitar alongside these musicians at Brian's sessions, commented that his contributions were not as significant as before and that it really wasn't appropriate for us, the band, to play on those pet sound states. The tracking just got beyond us. Vocal overdubs were tracked at Western and CBS Columbia Square. The Beach Boys rarely knew their parts before arriving in the studio. Brits, most of the time, they were never ready to sing. They would rehearse in the studio. Actually, there was no such thing as rehearsal. They'd get on mic right off the bat, practically, and start singing. According to Jardine, each member was taught their individual vocal lines by Brian at a piano. He explains every night we'd come in for a playback. We'd sit around and listen to what we did the night before. Someone might say, well, that's pretty good, but we can do that better. This process proved to be the most exacting work the group had undertaken yet. During recording, Mike Love often called Brian Dog Ears, a nickname referencing a canine's ability to detect sounds far beyond the limits of human hearing. Love later summarized, We worked and worked on the harmonies and if there was the slightest little hint of a sharp or a flat, it wouldn't go on. We would do it over again until it was right. Brian was going for every subtle nuance that you could conceivably think of. Every voice had to be right. Every voice and its resonance and tonality had to be right. The timing had to be right. The timbre of the voices just had to be correct, according to how he felt. And then he might the next day completely throw that out and we might have to do it over again. For microphones, they used two Newman U47s for Dennis Carl and Jardine and a Shure 545 for Brian's leads. Love sang most of the album's bass vocals and necessitated an extra microphone due to his low volume range. By the time of Pet Sounds, Wilson was using up to six of the eight tracks on the Muddy Track Master so that he could record the voice of each member separately, allowing him greater control over the vocal balance in the final mix. 
after mixing down the 4-track to mono for overdubbing via an 8-track recorder. Six of the remaining seven tracks were usually dedicated to each of the Beach Boys vocals. The last track was usually reserved for additional elements such as extra vocals or instrumentation. The vocals for five of the album's songs were recorded at Columbia because it was the only facility in Los Angeles with an eight-track recorder. Here is a whole list of songs from Pet Sounds' album. Side 1-1, Wouldn't It Be Nice 2, You Still Believe In Me 3, That's Not Me 4, Don't Talk, Put Your Head On My Shoulder 5, I'm Waiting For The Day 6, Let's Go Away For A While 7, Sloop John B, Side 2-1, God only knows, 2. I know there's an answer, 3. Here today, 4. I just wasn't made for these times, 5. Pet sounds, 6. Carolina, no. Well that's a summary we can give about Pet Sounds album. We apologize if there are deficiencies or mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow our podcast and share with your friends if we are here. Well, to close this podcast episode, we will be playing five songs from Pet Sounds' album. 1. Wouldn't it be nice to You still believe in me? 3. That's not me. 4. I'm waiting for the day. 5. Let's go away for a while. Thank you and see you in the next episode podcast.
I'm waiting for the day when you can love I'm with